This. This is, this is Diversified, Diversified Game. 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 A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today, you guys, the game is going to get real. If you have children around, you might have to cover their ears. I don't know. It's going to be just real conversations. I have YouTuber influencer Alyssa McNerney, who she is one of those women that you don't know what will come out of her mouth, but what you do know is that she's passionate about it. And when I met Alyssa, she was arguing with a popular, um, we'll say conservative, some say white supremacist. Alyssa would know better and she can tell us. But how are you doing, Alyssa? Welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Uh, everything's going good. Just um, going to try to use this sheltering, expla- uh, sheltering in place as kind of an excuse to get the channel uh, back going. I have been doing it for about... Um, Shoot, my first video was like 2016, just as a school project. Um, so it's been up for about four years. I was active on it for about two years. And then, you know, the past season, I've just been like working a lot and haven't been able to dedicate as much to it. But I'm at a place right now where, you know, with everything going on, um, I'm doing okay financially enough to kind of take a step away and, and really put my all like into the channel. So I'm really excited to start doing some more regular content out there. Oh, nice. Oh, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So is that why we um, haven't seen you in a couple months? I mean, did life just... I know. I'm so sad. I haven't been able to post in a while. I think the last video I posted was the end of last year. Um, Just because, I mean, I do the video, I do the editing, I do, I write the scripts, I do all the research. I I mean, writing the script and getting like all the sources and all that and writing is like all of that is is a couple of weeks in and of itself, but then days and days to edit because I'm not, you know, like a technological wizard or anything more of a speaker than you know a writer than that but so so it it just takes a lot to make like each video happen and because I don't like to do like you know it started as you know in kind of uh, retaliation to Tommy Laren and folks like that will go on and they'll just do a couple of minutes and that's it but my videos are typically you know anywhere from 10 to 15 I could even have some that are like 20 minutes long because I'm really kind of going in and breaking down those issues and making sure like I'm not just spewing like here's what I think like here's everything that I'm backing it up with basically so so it just takes long a long time but the cool thing is um, I'm in the process right now of getting a, uh, a new phone it's like an updated version of the one I have now that has like an all-in-one editing software everything so you can pretty much like shoot a couple of shots on your phone and then streamline it all into one video add your other little tidbits and news in there so once I get that in like I really feel like I can like film and edit and have a video cranked out in like two days or so so once I get that in probably I would say the end of this month May definitely by summer you're gonna see final facts coming back at least once a week or so awesome awesome and I think that's what I initially uh, loved about you um, I, we, we met at Politicon and you had your table and you had, you know, you're, you're arguing with, with that YouTuber, but also you were also saying how, you know, you had to save up just to come to this event. And yeah. that you weren't a, 
big YouTuber, that, you know, this was a sacrifice. Can you talk about the business of, you know, your YouTube journey? Because even, you know, saying, oh, I'm getting a new phone. It's like you make uh, some of us say, wow, sometimes we just buy stuff because we're like, uh, we just buy it because we can and we can impulse buys and we can justify it like that. But you are really in the beginning stages of um, influencing where some of us have done this almost two decades. So we don't even think about it. And I love that you share that with the audience and with people because it brings you back to reality. Like, you know, this is just, this is a business and you just can't buy stuff. Kellen, I'm talking to myself then. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's more than a full-time job, you know, especially when, well, I mean, if you look at people who are, you know, someone like Tommy, she can sit and write her script or whatever, and then just go. She's got a full home studio. She's got a whole team of editors. She's got, you know, everything. Um, and, and that's what a lot of, uh, a lot of these other YouTubers have as well. And this is something, you know, like I said, it started when I was earning uh, my, my bachelor's. Um, I did a, uh, we were assigned a multimodal project. It was like a writing and rhetoric type course, writing and uh, te technical writing type course. And so I wanted to be like, you know, I've always wanted to make this channel. I've always wanted to do like videos in response to like Fox and Tommy and all of that. So maybe I'll just make it. And then like I, the project went amazing. I got like over a hundred. The teacher was so impressed. And I was like, you know what, maybe I should start doing this some more. And then actually uh, February of 2017, I went to a protest I already had, you know, a couple videos up, not very many followers, you know, just, just a little bit here and there. I had a really awesome sign and um, I could send you a picture of it so if you want when you post this you can kind of like put it up but it was just a little quote that was traveling around you know like it took um took a couple of verses from the book of Matthew and it would say like you know for I was hungry and you said drug test those who would ask for food etc cetera, etc cetera. like basically replacing what Jesus uh said his teachings with like Republican policy so the sign I just went to a protest I had the sign I had a um person from CNN that actually interviewed me and really really liked the sign took a picture of it was like, can I post this? I was like, of course, go ahead, post it, whatever. It ends up getting on like CNN's real, like worldwide Instagram page with like 30,000 likes or something. And then all of a sudden I wake up one morning and my sister uh, calls me and she's like, hey, you know that girl, Tommy, that you are like always doing your videos about? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. And she's like, did you know she made a final thoughts video literally about you last time? I was like, no, what? So I go to the link and I look it up and then like lo and behold, this was actually, it was so funny because it was like right after this that she got fired from the blaze. So it was like one of her last videos on the blaze. And she was like, Alyssa is a college student and Alyssa thinks this and blah, 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 blah. I, so much free publicity. And then, so I make a response video like, and then, you know, so I started trying to do the videos a little more regularly. And then the following year, it was like May, yeah, like May, 2018. I maybe had like 500 subscribers, 600 subscribers, nothing like major. Um, and I only had like actually 50 or 60 at that point. And then I had one video that ended up going viral. It's somewhat viral, you know, it got like maybe 30,000 views. Um, and then a couple more that just kind of took off over the summer a little bit. And I mean, within a month, like I said, I went from like 50 or 60 to over a thousand. It was like 1500, something like that. Um, and then uh, at that point, um, 
so then like after that, I, I really was like, maybe I should do the Politicon because that was October of that year. I had a, a friend of mine, his name's Emilio uh, Perez, and he's been, I guess you kind of say like a sponsor from the beginning. He's always kind of marketed my stuff or promoted it on, on his social media and always just kind of been like, how can I help? And he was the one who said, maybe you should do Politicon. So he actually sent an email out to, um, you know, whoever it was that was, you know, getting all that stuff together and was like, hey, we have this really cool person, like this channel, we'd really like to get you on. So he basically, you know, sent the email, got everything confirmed. They sent us back and said, here's what you got to do. You know, you got to have $500 for a table. Um, and obviously we have to fly out there and everything. Uh, I'm in Atlanta. So obviously that's a long flight. But um, I put up a GoFundMe and I made some videos. I tried to make a couple of videos like really more consistently. Um, and then I told all of my friends, family, everybody on Facebook. And uh, it only took about a month and I raised over $1,000. Uh, so we had the 500 to pay for the table. Um, we had uh, a little bit leftover that pretty much paid for our tickets. And then uh, me and my boyfriend were very fortunate. His family has been very supportive um, of both of us, especially of like me wanting to do this. So, you know, they helped us out a little bit too. And we made it work. And we got over there and got to Cali. And I got to meet you and got to have that little debate. We got to meet Phil and everybody. Uh, it was pretty awesome. It was a really, that was one of those moments where the whole weekend I was there doing what I was doing, I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, this is what I want to do for good. But, you know, as you know, you know, I had to take a little break, got to pay the bills. So, um, you know, I've pretty much been taking care of myself since I was 18. So that's really the only reason why the channel flopped because I still had to work some retail, you know, the struggle. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it, it, it happens. It, it, it's life. I mean, you, and you went to Cali to meet so many um, conservatives, some, you know, just flat out uh racists who don't know they are they're racist and and you're in the state of georgia where you could have stayed home for some of that so oh yeah yeah to fight the fight the fight and you know real real life happens you have to have a real job some folks would say oh well your video did thirty thousand. you know why don't you take all those tens of thousands that youtube sent you off that one video oh my god no i have to people think that it's like all this money but I gotta be real with you so the first thing that you have to do is you do have to have a thousand subscribers to become a partner right the next thing you have to do is get a certain amount um it used to be a certain amount of views right now it is not a certain amount of views you have to have a certain amount of minutes watched which as you know some people click on a video and they're only gonna watch like a minute of it not the full five so it's like 400,000 minutes, 450,000, it's wild. And you have to get it within a year or something. And what's so crazy is after Politicon, you know, I did a video and it was more so just kind of like, not my usual video, not my like, here's all the facts, here's everything. It's more of a, I'm gonna sit and be real and just reflect on how I felt about, you know, the experience, the people I met, all of that. And then um, the Hunter, the guy, the conservative YouTuber got very mad. And he, again, he's got like 600,000 subs um, so I'm like, I didn't think he like noticed or care about me, but he made a whole video about me. And then that in the long run ended up being good, you know, despite the messages like every day to like kill myself and like all of this, you know, for, oh my gosh, I can't even like the messages I got. But despite those every day, like they gave me enough views and it did pop me up into that bracket to become a partner. I became an official partner. Um, it was like Christmas. I remember reading the email because it was like Christmas Eve of like 20, uh, yeah, 2018 because it would have been right after all that happened. And so, I mean, obviously now, what, that's a year and a half later, like, you don't get a check from YouTube until you make, I think, your first hundred. And I haven't even gotten a check yet. Like, that's a year. It hasn't even been a hundred dollars. So, like, 
you don't really make, I mean, you don't really make money. I, I'm assuming if you have a lot of views, like maybe Phil or them or whatever, I'm sure you make a little bit more, but like, if it's this hard with this many to make that much, I, I don't even know. <laughs> That's how I'm like, I gotta work, you know, like I gotta pay my bills. <laughs> and folks, now you have the game as a YouTuber. It's not get rich today. It's not even get paid tomorrow. Sometimes it is a journey. And, and, it's a and lot. I, you, I'm sure you just really have to start getting to the point where you're sponsored. Cause I mean, eventually when you have that many, you know, subscribers, cause people just don't really click on ads. I mean, they do, but like not enough to generate that type of revenue that people are picturing in their head that it's so easy to be a YouTuber. Yeah. It, we say YouTube is like a drug addict. It needs to be fed every day. And, you know, the, the, and the people need and not to only that, but it needs to be fed. Um, I don't know what the exact word is, but would be like, cause I mean, you have a million other people putting content out at the same time as you. So not yeah. only that, but it's like, you gotta be feeding it quality stuff or else you're just gonna get lost in with everything else, you know? And we can all sit and talk every day about how you, YouTube's algorithms, who gets this, who gets that. It's just, it's a whole mess. <laughs> yeah, and when you say quality, I, you know, I was watching yesterday cause I don't play video games, but I do have a counselor. I, I, yeah, I tried to do video game therapy like a year ago, and I'm like, I got work to do. That is my video game. But um, <laughs> I was watching a gaming channel, and I'm like, folks really just watch this? And I'm like, it's Grand Theft Auto, and folks, there's not even any No, stuff. that is the stuff. Do you know what? That's where I feel like the money's at. I have had so many people that have told me, like, you should just learn how to game and get on there and, like, game in some lingerie. And I bet you would make a bunch of money. So I've been trying, so like with that type, and you know too, we, um, when we were at, um, what was it? Thing Miami, we were at Miami? In Miami. Miami. The, yeah, yes, yes, that one. And we met, um, Ego? Echo. Echo, yes, Echo. Okay. Love her. She does her little, um, kind of blog talk Echo. show. It's kind of like a bedroom boudoir situation. Love that idea. And I had so much fun meeting her. And I, I have been kind of wanting to incorporate the same thing, but a little bit differently. I've been wanting to try to think of a way to do, like I'm going to do my videos the way I've always done them, still get them out a little bit faster, you know, it's my plan. But I wanted to do something that, again, I could make a little bit of money off of it to survive, because we gotta survive, like a capital capitalism, but I gotta make it work. Um, but at the same time, like I wanted to do something that would get people watching, that would also make people think, that would be a little more authentic. And, you know, I wanted to figure out a way where I could still, obviously, again, post those videos with the facts, but I have shorter videos that are still factual, but just two minutes where I'm just kind of going and saying like my opinion. So my new thing has been um, that I want to do those. I do want to do something a little more like snazzy, you know, like do like little short videos where it's like talking politics, but in like lingerie and then like wearing something cute. Cause I feel like, you know, it might get people on because they're like, Hey, like I want to see that, but wait, what's she talking about? Um, but my process for that has been, I did actually recently create um, an OnlyFans. I know everyone's been talking about that, but I will say um, if, I think the idea that people have about YouTube making money, if they looked at it, it's almost exactly how OnlyFans is. I have only started that about two weeks ago. I have a couple of uh, like photo posts up, but my end goal is to have like two minute videos where it's basically me doing like, I don't want to say X-rated, but it's me doing like little final facts but in some cutesy lingerie you know but that um you it is a subscription service so you pay you know so much every month 10 12 dollars it's really not a lot that you pay per month 
and then people can leave you tips. They can give you uh, more money if they like what you're doing. It's very easy. The, um, the platform itself only takes 20% uh, of what you make. And I've only been doing it since March 27th. Like I just finished my first week and I've already made about what I was making in one week working retail. So like that's, I've found that that is probably going to be my new outlet. I used to want to do YouTube, obviously, because I want to do like my full-fledged me doing my videos more. I say professional, but you know how I am, you know, talking about my stuff, but definitely more like that. And then having those videos where it's more like, hey, you like what you see here, pay a little bit extra, still the same type of fun content, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like something like that. And then, um, and then that's just more of a way, like, I hate to be like, I gotta make money, but it's like, we live living in a capitalist society, I gotta make money, you know? <laughs> yeah, you, you, you gotta make money. I mean, and, and money answers all things, and there's things that you have to pay even during this crazy time of everything being shut down. Mm -hmm. um, and with the, you know, with the OnlyFans, um, you know, many people, when they look at that, I'm sure they say, oh, wait, she's getting, you know, she's going X-rated. But these platforms are not just for instagram models or folks who mm -hmm. want to be nude these platforms are for you to be whoever you are and there are other you know youtube has its policies where they don't want you to talk about certain things in a certain way and only yeah. fans will allow you to yeah to so even someone like alex jones could go on only fans if he didn't have his own system set up and I, I would i would love to say like i don't know who would pay for that but i know there's some crazies out there who would pay for that yeah, it's just a third party for someone to collect the money. And, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, we're telling, absolutely. yeah, we're telling but, um, more, more. But I do, the, the format's like super user friendly. It's very, like, again, very easy to use. And you, you can control. I know that there are people who, and you know me, I'm all about advocating for sex work and all of that. So there are some people who definitely go all out and they really make it like that. Mine's just a little more, a little more than what I post on Instagram, but not much. Like, it's just kind of me being cutesy. I do like, I've done like modeling in the past and kind of boudoir and stuff. So, you know, just kind of, just kind of that. And then, like I said, I really want to use it as a way to kind of, um, to kind of get people to, you know, again, they come in maybe because they like how I look or whatever, but then now I've got them reeled in and they can actually listen and they might learn something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and let me give, give some background because, um, people with the next thing that I'm going to say and where it may go, they'll say, how do you, how do you know, know these things? But I love how I see you engage, you know, men in person. And it's not like you're just doing it on YouTube. Yes. And so when I was in Miami and it just happened to pop up and I said, Hey, she says she's in Miami. And I'm like, hit me now. You got to come to this thing. I, you know, people might hear, Oh, did she say sex work? that's going to get somebody, you know, abused because, you know, video and magazines is the why rapists rape people, right? That's the reason why they rape because that, that it's not because in their head, it's because of what they saw on TV. And you know how you have these folks who say, oh, the woman, if she didn't dress like that, can you kind of talk about, because I and yes. you talk as much as you want, but talk, I know some, you know, I know the testimony, but talk about why you do what you do and why you say those things and 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 just your whole purpose about you know women's rights um love that question by the way uh i just feel like um i guess i'll take it back so i know like growing up i not many people a lot of people actually don't know this about me but i was actually raised uh catholic i went to private catholic school for like second grade to freshman year church two times a week 
I grew up in a very, um, you know, oh my God, she's wearing that. Oh my God, don't do this. Oh my, you know, all of that. And even me, like I remember growing up and, and kind of having those ideas in my head because that's all I knew. And then when I finally, as, as crazy as it is, because I lived a little more up north, it was coming down south, which you think would be the opposite, but I feel Atlanta can be very progressive. We do have our areas in the south. But being in Atlanta, being in a public school, being in um, communities like the LGBTQ community, like I am bi, and also like being, um, you know, I, I took a lot. I got to go when I was in college. Um, I tried to do, when it came to writing classes, I tried to take a lot of world literature. I, African-American literature and history and all of that and just getting to be just kind of diving into those communities and learning as much as I could and I feel like the more I learned the more I kind of like was able to get out of this idea that like like I was one of those girls that was like oh I, I don't want to be a friend to other girls they're too like catty you know and it, it just it, it's, it's such a sad thing because I feel like the the world that we grow up in kind of puts us in this like cage where we're all supposed to compete with each other and I feel like a lot of women Men who still have like well I say a lot of, yeah a lot of women who still have that idea that they're like shaming other women and other people for how they dress or if they're not as modest as them or whatever I feel like it's really just a misery within themselves because they wish they they don't know like they wish they could be like that but they don't know you know and to me it just kind of got to this point where I had to be like you know I'm happy with me I'm happy with my friends my family my partner I have an awesome support system you know obviously there's always you know more things that can happen and you can always work to improve yourself but at the end of the day I'm happy and I'm happy wearing the things that I choose to wear I wear it for me I don't get dressed up for whoever to look at me I, I love the stuff that I wear and do and talk about so it's really just at the end of the day for me to be like it's for me it's for me like if you're gonna sit here and try to impress spend your whole life and I know because I am a people pleaser if you try to spend your whole life like pleasing other people or trying to live to this standard or not saying this because oh my god then at the end of the day, I'll, I, I've always said, you know, um, if there is a job, if there is a person, if there is a partner, a friend, any type of opportunity that would basically see how I am and then walk away, then it's not meant for me. I don't want it. I want an opportunity that's going to see me, who I am, see the person, how I talk, how I dress, everything, and be like, yes, that's what we want, and not make me change obviously it doesn't apply like if people have problematic behaviors you got to change that part about yourself but for that of like me being authentic and me being me I just there's not any amount of money or any of that that's worth me like changing that to do something if that makes sense no it makes sense and I was you know I was being sarcastic for anyone who's on the podcast which is the most popular listening when I'm saying a woman's asking for for what she wears oh yeah absolutely I totally know what you're saying that's, yeah. And that's why I too wanted to, uh, especially this was like so big after, um, well, I mean, it's always been so big, but you know, you remember with the Super Bowl and Shakira and, mm -hmm. and they were all so mad about like Jayla and Shakira. And I'm like, look, like I loved this post that I saw that went around and it had a picture of Shakira when she was like out shopping with her kids. She had like jeans and a t-shirt, whatever. Then I had a picture of her at the concert in her outfit. And I'm like, and it, they have those pictures and they're like, does this one deserve more respect than this one? There's mm -hmm. Still the same person. Just let them wear what they want. I just feel like if it's not affecting or hurting anyone else. And the other thing is, is like if you're worried, like, oh, if my kid sees this or whatever, if it's like it's a body. I really think that, especially here in the United States, we have such a problem, like this Western culture thing of like sexualizing, like inherently sexualizing bodies. They don't have to be. It's just a body. You know what I mean? And I think that's a, a big reason why 
you see the reason that we have the rape culture we have and the reason that we have you know girls as young as 10 10 and 11 years old worried about their bodies because we live in this type of culture that says that that's you know you, you've got to be this or you know as as men that's what they they're looking for that and it's just I just feel like, I feel like it definitely all is kind of like this cycle and it just keeps it all in motion. And so me living authentically and doing my truth, is just hopefully trying to encourage other people to break the cycle and, and do the same. And, and, and what would you say to, you know, people say, well, when you dress like that, the old adage of you're asking for, because my thing is, first of all, I've worked in that field in, you know, for from CPS to group homes. And I'm like, are these kids asking for it? Because kids are kids. Yes. And kids who are, you know, molested in. in you in know, the- my favorite response to this, you know, is, is you know what? whoever it is, they're not dressing like a slut. You're thinking like a rapist. That's what it is at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Like, I hate to say it, but it's, it's true. It's the same exact process of like, like thought process of like, you know, when you have a girl who's younger, right? And you have a family gathering and they're like, oh, you need to put something on over the shorts, like your uncles or we have men coming to the house. I'm like, what men are you inviting to the house? Those men won't be coming to my house. <laughs> like if that's how it, I'd be like, you're not coming. My daughter can wear what she wants. You know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that that's 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 gonna have people thinking like, hmm. Oh, okay. Because there are, but you know, I have a a no tolerance for certain crimes, and so harm, you know, crimes against children and rape. I don't really. There is no rehabilitation for Mm-mm. me. Um, and and that's just because of all the friends and people that I know who have been um abused raped and it's just like you know and i can't even imagine on top of that because some coming from someone who doesn't have a child like especially like having a child and then that i feel like that would just even solidify it even more you know what i mean to have those type of attitudes and not that attitude of like cover up like (laughs) oh uh -oh, am i still on (laughs) yeah yeah, you're still on your um your audio, your video went out. Uh-oh. default microphone's changed. My video went out. What happened? For a second, I thought one of those, we were Zoom bombed. I said, oh, okay. You know. Okay, let me try to Yeah. Ah, there we go. Sorry. <laughs> okay, no, yeah, no, 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 no worries. Um, and so, so with, you know, your activism for women's rights, do you uh, take that where you're open to do speaking engagements locally or elsewhere to talk about that? Like, have you ever, um, I, I would love to, I would definitely love to do something like that. I, I participate in a lot of protests myself. I have, um, I have done like one where I basically created it and started it. It was one where um, Candace Owens and Turning Point USA, it was like two years ago or a year ago, they were coming to speak uh, in Athens at UGA. So we did like a protest for that. Um, I, I could definitely see myself speaking. I just, I, I don't think I've gotten to that point yet where anyone's been like, hey, would you like to come like speak here? But I, I do frequently, um, you know, I do post a lot, obviously, about everything I'm thinking. I get in a lot of dialogue, like just at least one-on-ones or groups dialogues uh, I know like I feel like I feel like I'm at this point in my life where the circle that I run with like usually you know obviously we'll go and catch up and have a good time or whatever but anytime we 
to have a, a low kickback night, drink a little bit, whatever, we all end up in a circle just talking about this stuff and shooting about politics and talking about everything and, and all that. So I definitely feel like um, doing a public, public type of speaking would be really awesome. I would super enjoy that. Especially, um, I've always maybe wanted to do my, my degrees in writing and rhetoric with more of an English concentration. So I've always wanted to, like, I thought about maybe going back to get, um, I do want to get my master's in political science, but I've always thought about going back to maybe doing like a teacher certification. So, you know, in that way of being able to kind of, you know, help others, I guess, but could definitely see myself doing the speaking thing or like some type of maybe like a group or something. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. And if you guys go to her YouTube, I'm not going to even ask all the questions that I can yes. think of on this topic because I want you to go to her YouTube. You get to know her, you subscribe because that will encourage her to do more YouTubes and you can, you know, check out the, the OnlyFans um, outside of, you know, YouTube and possibly speaking. Are there any other businesses that you think that you have, you know, coming in the next, you know, year or two? Um, so a couple of things, my, so well, my, my dream, my like end dream, like end goal would be like maybe eventually to, like I said at Politicon, I was like, this is what I want to do. Like just to really be um, like a real journalist, a reporter, like to really have the money to be like, oh, something's going on. There's a protest or something at the border. Let me drive down there and I'm going to cover it and write about it. So when people are like, how do you know? I'm like, I, I was there. Here, here's my facts. Here's the proof. You know, and maybe eventually like get to the point where I do have my own show where I'm like, you're not attached, maybe not attached to really a network per se, so I can be myself, but being able to have my own show that's, you know, enough to where I can make a living off, that would be amazing. I am also doing a little bit of a side hustle right now, um, doing like personal styling. It's a little bit different, like than what we're talking about here, but um, I have always been into fashion and I usually try that's like one of my other like big creative outlets for me um, is always trying to like do really interesting you know find really interesting pieces and put them together and I feel like every time I make a post that's more fashion related I have so many people who are like oh my god come shopping with me can you help me pick this out for this and what should I wear to this so I was like you know maybe I should start like a little thing so right now I'm basically doing just an Instagram page um, and uh, obviously I was offering like styling sessions of like, we're going to go shopping together and all of that. But right now can't really do it. But I also do digital styling, which is basically like you kind of fill out a, a form or a survey and tell me what you're looking for. And then I'm going to compile a list from a bunch of different websites of like all the best pieces in your price range. So you don't have to spend the whole day looking through all the different websites or whatever. You know, I mean, some people like doing that, but some people don't. So I was like, that would be a cool way. Like I do have friends that are, you know, outside the country or like in other states that have always been like, I want to kind of do that. Like, or I want your style advice. So I've done a little bit of that. And um, I just recently was actually styling my, uh, my friend whose wedding got postponed, but I helped her pick out her wedding dress and stuff. So I've also been doing that a little bit, which has been pretty cool. <laughs> and you can get the, sell your PPE that I've seen on your Instagram, you know, with, with the mask, um, because oh, you definitely you like do that style. Yeah, yeah. So, like, so, I, just, I literally like got that one off a website. I'm not gonna lie. I had ordered it originally like a couple weeks ago or a month ago for Bonnaroo because we, we were gonna go. Uh, we are still gonna go, but it got postponed. So it's in like June now. So I was like, well, I might as well use my mask, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, no, definitely, and and the links are in the description box, so you guys can see. Oh, awesome! Yeah. File and and you know put in your order even before she, you know, has the whole system. You can just go and say, hey, how much is this? How much is that? 
let me ask you, what is your community give back that you are doing or that you want to do in the future? You said community give back? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. So I have this really awesome idea. I've been talking about this for a while and I feel like I keep saying like, oh, maybe when I like, but I feel like, you know what? It's a charity. I should just do it. And I feel like if I just like, you don't need money to start it. You know, I always just feel like, I have to wait till I've made a bigger impact so I can get enough people's attention to start something. And then I'm like, not really. You could that is so wild. I've never had to do this before. Um, so yeah, so the idea was just, you know, a lot of the times, obviously, we think like we need, we do need to donate, you know, they need money, they need food, they need those type of resources. But then um, I think this was probably when I, I was under early education for a minute. And I took this, um, I took this really awesome course. And uh, it was basically just kind of like talking about poverty within education. And uh, one of the things that it talked about was, you know, the cost of like, especially if you're homeless, like toiletries, tampons, pads, all of that type of stuff. Because a lot of the times what ends up happening is you see someone who has a uterus and they are homeless and they have to say, well, um, it's that time of the month. I can buy a box of tampons or I can eat for the next two days. And so oftentimes, you know you're gonna go with that you need the tampons or the pads and you're not gonna eat and that's gonna be even worse trust me because that's you need that too so I, I want to do something like that because I just I don't know that one just really that was just one thing that I was like wow that that really like stood out to me and so that's something I wanted to start and I was like maybe it could be not just that again it could be toiletries in general it'd just be I guess finding you know the right place to make sure they do get uh they do get distributed correctly and everything. But that's been something I've, I've always kind of thought about in the back of my head, if, if we were gonna talk about something specific charity. I do already personally, um, I'm still trying to do it now, although like I said, my um, revenue that's coming in isn't as steady as it was when I had my um, full-time job. But uh, growing up, like I said, I grew up Catholic. We used to do something called tithing. I know they still do it. It's like where you give 10% of everything you make to the church. So when I got old enough, um, about, well, you know, probably about three or four years ago when I was finally like making money where I was like, okay, like I can try to put a little bit away and do what I need to do. I was like, well, like I know we always tie 10% to the church, but I just, I would rather see where my money's going. So the one thing I try to do now is whenever I would get my paycheck is 10% every single time right off the top goes to somebody that I know is in need, whether that's my friend that I see because she's got her daughter and they're struggling a little bit, whether that is some of the trans and people of color artists in my community that are working very hard to do all of their artwork, their drag, their activism, everything. Like I just, or you know, a lot of people that are asking for, for donations if they're homeless. I try to really keep up with that community and share the posts and see all that. So usually whenever I get that, like as soon as I see that, that's where my 10% always goes off the top. Like I was like, I gotta, I can't just talk about these things. Like obviously I have to put my money where my mouth is. So that, that, that's been my kind of, that's at least my thing that I've been actively doing like as of now and in the past. Wow, that is, <laughs> that is <laughs> yeah, no, that is, that is great. And, and that is good. I, that's where I, I want to leave it. I want people to think who you're giving to. You got to give to someone. You decide to give it to the church if there's a good church. But a lot of folks want to make an impact that they can see because yeah. churches are buying $60 million planes and that's, different things. See, that's my problem is I, I grew up non-denominational. I, do, I don't go to church anymore. You know, I don't think that there needs to be like a physical building aspect of like my religious thing, you know, my spirituality. But I just had to stop going because I mean, I was going to a church where it started out as one church, then it turned into a mega church. Now they got like 10 giant locations. Each one has a Starbucks. 
I'm like, Denise, what are we like? I get if you guys need coffee, but I mean, it probably costs a lot of money for the licensing for that Starbucks and that money could go right back into our community. Not that they aren't already putting money in the community like they are, but it's like, Come on, really? Like, I don't know. That just seems a little like it to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's it's again. I, I say a good church. I'm the guy who wrote the book. Huh? Can you guys see it on the the Christian industry, on the entertainment industry? Oh, that's cool. But, I didn't know you wrote a book. Yeah. Oh, look at you. And and I I wrote the book because I was like, you know what? The same thing that the world does, I see inside here. So you just have to get in where you fit in. So there are some great churches, but unfortunately, sometimes they get overshadowed by folks who are mismanaging money. I don't want to give the people a game overload, but you've gave them the game on the real life of an influencer and making funds and finding that YouTube was cool, but OnlyFans has paid you what you would get at your, your job for a week. So I want you guys to go make sure you follow Alyssa and we're going to wrap it up on that. And you and I are going to talk after. All right. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs>Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit diversifiedgame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.